Welcome everyone, you are listening to Art of Touring, the podcast. I am your host, Sizdog, Scissor, Dave Sizdog Siriani. How are you going? You alright? Work going okay? Are you in the car right now, coming home, or are you going to work? What's going on? What do you do? Work retail, hospitality, education sector, what's your job? You on the tools, hey? Tool, there's a great band. Have you heard 46 and 2? That's a great song. Love that tune. Oh, man, what a track. Oh, I had a great weekend. Played the Lower Plenty Hotel with my mate Tony. Doing the covers thing. Played to a stellar crowd of drunk people trying desperately to hang on to their weekend. Today is the second episode of a series of episodes recorded in the garage at the Bendigo Hotel a couple of weeks ago. I interviewed all the bands on the bill. Uh, we heard from Swedish Pop Factory last week. I also interviewed Whoopi Cat, but unfortunately their episode can't be released because one of the mics stopped working. <laughs> so hopefully I'll get a chance to interview those guys again very soon. This week on the podcast is Winter Moon, which was the last interview I conducted on the night. I do mention the other bands in this episode during the conversation, but hopefully very, very soon I'll be able to catch up with those guys from Whoopi Cat and do another interview with them, uh, this time with the mics working. Art of Turing is brought to you every single Tuesday. You can listen to Art of Turing on iTunes or the recently launched Google Podcasts app. So if you're an Android user, no excuses. You can check out the podcast on the Google Podcasts app. There is some coarse language, however, in this week's episode. So if you are listening with kids, it might be a good idea to switch to Hoopla Dupla, and then once they're dropped off at the in-laws, throw Art of Touring back on your dial. Now let's take a moment to hear from this week's sponsor. Episode 17 of Art of Touring is proudly brought to you this week by Jack Rabbit Slims. Are you looking for a steak that comes burnt to a crisp or bloody as hell? After a $5 shake that's so good you won't believe it ain't got bourbon in it or nothing? Ever felt like being waited on by a young Steve Buscemi doing the best Buddy Holly impersonation you could ever imagine? Well, now is the time to drop by Jack Rabbit Slims. And don't forget, this week you could take home the trophy for the world-famous Jack Rabbit Slims Twist Contest. All right, guys, just so you know, Art of Turing is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can Google Art of Turing and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. All right, before we hear the episode this week, I'm going to give you a bit of a preview of the band, uh, Winter Moon. This is their track, King Bait. And uh, we do talk about it um, in the podcast, but I thought I'd um, I'd give you a bit of a preview. So it's not the whole song. You're going to hear a, a you know a bit of a verse, a chorus, you know, just to whet your appetite. So you got a bit of context for the uh, the uh, the characters that you're about to listen to in your headphones. Um, and yeah, this is a new concept. We'll see if I, I keep doing it each week. Um, but um, yeah, I was just talking to a, a few friends of mine tonight about the podcast, and they were mentioning how you know it would be a, a good idea to play a little bit of the music of the bands, um, you know, that I interview, so the people who don't know the bands can kind of get a little bit of a vibe of them uh, before the actual uh, interview. So here is a little bit of King Bait, and then we'll get stuck into the podcast.
There you go. There's a little bit of king bait for you by Winter Moon. And here's our conversation. Check it out. And I'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Art of Touring, everybody, at the Bendigo Hotel uh, for a a, a gig that we've put on. We've had Swedish Pop Factory, and now I'm sitting down with the guys from uh, Winter Moon. We have Lachlan. How are you, Lachlan? I'm going good. Thanks, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. And we've got (laughs) Millie as well. How are you, Millie? I'm very good. Excellent. Thanks for joining us on the Art of Touring. Um, And uh, yeah, well, let's launch straight into it. Where are you guys from? Where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Melbourne or...? Uh, yeah, I kind of grew up in Melbourne. I travelled yeah. around a bit when I was a kid, I guess, but I'm generally based in Melbourne. Yeah, I lived in Papua New Guinea for a while. Is that right? Yeah, I actually lived in the jungle. It was pretty rad. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> pulling my leg, Lachlan. I can see him in the jungle. I can um, see him in the jungle. My dad worked for the bank when I was a little boy. Um, we lived in, like, well, on a golf course in the jungle. Like, it sounds really... Oh, my God. <laughs> rustic, but like, you know... For how long? Uh, for like three years. So, I was born in Australia. Yeah. I guess I was conceived in the jungle. <laughs> So I feel at home out there, of course. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I'm like Tarzan. And then so they w- went back when, when you were how old? About three and a bit. And we went on a bit of a tour around the world. And then we came back and I lived in Melbourne. And then I lived out in the country for a little bit. But yeah. then, like, you know, Ringwood, eastern suburbs of Melbourne. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Far and I live in, up in Belgrave now, up in the hills. Wow. Mm. That's, um, uh, whenever I ask, you know, where people are from... <laughs> <laughs> Ringwood East, yes. We've got a good I've answer. never heard that kind of backstory. Well, you know, I'm from Melbourne, but, you know, I did a stint in Papua New Guinea in the jungles. Fantastic. Swinging from the ropes, eating, eating bananas. Now I actually don't like bananas a lot. <laughs> if they actually make me physically aggressive, put a banana anywhere near me. And really? I'm going to oh, bring man. some bananas to Vampire. I shouldn't have said it out loud. Yeah, I, I just put up with it for people that I have to. What about George and his fruit? You, fruit you don't obsession. like bananas. Oh, I can't say. People call them nature's candy bar, and it makes me really, really furious. Because it's not a candy. Yeah, you know. It's not candy. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah, but it's like, because it has a wrapper, I guess. I understand the logic. Sure, sure. But it bothers me. And you, But you can eat them, or you can't even eat no, them? No, I would. I, if, you know, out of pure being a very stubborn man if you're like you can't eat you know I'd eat a banana right now but I don't want to like I really don't want to eat a banana I consume at least two bananas a day they're one of my favourite foods it's funny that you say like where are our band from so like George our bass player he's he's from the UK he's from Bristol and he is fruit mad and he literally shows up to band practice with like a bag of banana skins (laughs) from what what he's he's consumed he's a monkey he's a monkey our bass player is Donkey Kong (laughs) oh my gosh I steer clear of him until he's finished (laughs) He just eats bananas like they're going out of fashion. And apples. And he quite likes stone fruit, I believe. Yeah. Wow. The smell of it will make me angry. Look at it that way. Like, oh. yeah. Far out. And where yeah. are you from, Millie? I'm, I was born and bred in Rotorua, Aotearoa. That's Rotorua, New Zealand. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. And, and yeah, now I live here. <laughs> and when did you move out to, um, to old Melbourne town? Um, oh, 2000, no, actually 2009 I came to Australia and yeah. then we um, travelled around in a big old happy van, which is how the band kind of started. Sure, yeah. Um, busking our way around country towns. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then we ended up in Melbourne because everybody said, hey, go to Melbourne. There's lots of musos there. And we were like, okay. There is a lot of musos. <laughs> so yeah. No so shortage. Yeah, we've no. been here for like seven years or something. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. That is a long time. Yeah. 
So this has certainly become your home. But Definitely. you've got um, family still in New Zealand? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's still back there? You're the only one who's moved from, from your family? Oh, no, actually, my sister was here at this gig tonight, which is the first uh, time she's ever seen me play. Oh, wow, and that's exciting. It is fucking exciting. Oh, can I swear? Of course, it's a podcast. You <laughs> okay, say whatever the fuck you want. I've been keeping my language very clean. <laughs> well, it was fucking exciting. Yes. <laughs> it was fucking really good. I'm really glad you sworn because the last few episodes I've done, no one's sworn. Oh. And it's just part of my routine at the start of the, every podcast to do an intro and I go... Just be aware that there's explicit language, you know, so if you've got kids in the car, you know. See, Lockie and I both teach children, and Lockie has a A three-year-old daughter, so we're really used to not swearing, and then when we get away from children, we're like, fucking bitch. (laughs) Like it's a port (laughs) no sailor, you know, like I can't help myself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah, no, of course, you can say whatever you want. Uh, the, the beauty of, of the podcast is that you're creating your own landscape. So, you know, if you, if you want to filter that landscape with fucks and shits <laughs> and whatever the fuck you want. Crap, crap. It's all good. Yeah. And so, um, did you guys uh, play in any bands when you were in, um, in high school? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, man. Big what time. was the name of the band that you played in in high school, Lachlan? Uh the the band that I played in the cool yeah well it was called Third Edition. Third you were going to say the cool band I played in. <laughs> yeah, the cool band I played in. I played, yeah, anyway, anyway, I'll spare you that. I'll spare you that shit. Come on, um, now. Third Edition, but it wasn't like edition as in like edition of a book. It was like addition because our oh. bass player was well. Sorry, not bass player. I was the bass player. The um the guy that named it. We had like a maths mate. If anyone knows what that is, he had like a weekly worksheet, and it was like second edition maths thing due next Wednesday ah. and he was like you know it's a good name for a band we'll be third edition because there's three of us but he didn't put together he made it edition as in like A-D-D-I-T-I-O-N but it was third edition of the book and he didn't put that together he just wrote it down and anyway so third edition was our band wow. we're a pop punk band and we wanted to be like Blink-182 and yes. we're um, you know yeah. I, I used to rock the bass really low and you know did you have a turquoise coloured bass as well? Like I, wanted one, I wanted one so you bad. You so did, did you? No, I couldn't find one. <laughs> no, how could you uh, find one of those? One, one guy that I, that I um, in a band, used to play around with us, he had one. He actually had the custom shop. Like, he must have had, you know, someone must have balled out and bought him a oh. custom. Back in the day, like, you know, there wasn't the custom shop. On, there was no online shopping when I was, you know, mm. growing up. Fucking hell. So, I had just, I had a Squire white, you know, P-Bass and I... Just used to wear all the sweatbands and fucking knee-high socks and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Thought I was real cool. But yes, third edition and we rocked. Third edition. And then we became Beyond Black and White, which would have been very, like, transcendent and current now, but we're just a bunch of fucking dickheads. Like, that sounds cool. <laughs> we're like, we're at, so. I love the early band names, man. They oh. always just they always have so much in them. You oh, know, man. Because you think they're so rad at the time. Like, this is the coolest name ever, man. <laughs> and then, you know, with, uh, you know... Years after, you look back and you're like, "Wow, we thought that was a great name. <laughs> like, what were we thinking? You know? Uh, yeah, you really think it's cool. It was on everything, man. Like on yeah. everything. And what about you, Millie? Did you play in a band in, in high school? I I did in high school. Um, <laughs> I played in a band called Scapegoat. Scapegoat. Yeah, which we thought was pretty cool. Very original. Yeah. Scapegoat. <laughs> Did you know what scapegoat meant back then? Yeah, we did. And we thought we were quite out. cool for knowing what it meant. Yes, 100%. And naming our band that. Yes. Yep. Well, um, I mean, that works, you know. You're a scapegoat yeah. for we, the scene or whatever. Like, well, oh, we were trying to be a bit punk when there was lots of jazz bands in our high school. We were yeah. like, oh, right. you know, we're just going to like mix things up a bit, guys. Yeah, right. I mean, 
really, thinking back, we didn't mix things up at all. We were tame as fuck. But, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. we thought we were punk ass. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't punk at I all. I thought I was so wild. I wore, oh, man. I wore DCs and skate shoes and I had a mohawk. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. I remember the, the, I thought we were so tough when we played in the, the school, like, hall. Uh, we played Stink Fist. Oh, by yes. Tool, you know the song. Yeah, man, of course. So we didn't say, "Hey, this is a song, Stink Fist." You know, we just played it, and he doesn't actually say Stink Fist in the song. It's all in <laughs> innuendo, you know. Yeah. But we thought we were so tough, man. And I remember my other band mate, the guys that we were coming up with. Like, I actually didn't play in the band, but their band they did uh, "Creep" by Radiohead. <sighs> You know, great track. Crowd pleaser. And, yeah, crowd pleaser. Well. <laughs> cheats, cheats. <laughs> but not back then. Like, it was a new song at that point. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, I'm 38. So that was, um, yeah, that was uh, literally brand new in year 11, you know, 1997. Um, and yeah, the, the, the crowd was not pleased at all. <laughs> <laughs> Nor were the teachers. They were like... I'm a creep, I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? You know, it's like, nah, dude, it it's not going over. <laughs> so um, how often do you guys get to go and hit the road and tour? Is it like a, a mm. yearly thing? Like every year you've got a release, let's go hit the road? Or is it more frequent, less frequent? That's, it, that's, that's kind of an interesting one because like this particular project has been going for quite a long time. Mm. Jake, the guitarist, and I are pretty much the founding members. Absolutely. So we, we started it like seven years ago, mm. and we've had so many changes of band members, which we're absolutely blessed to have worked with so many fucking incredible musicians. Mm. Um, so, But that, that kind of means that the, those changes uh, kind of stunt your movement a little bit because right. you, you, you constantly like, getting people up with the songs that you're playing and getting people used to the yeah. set list and learning all the new songs and sort of getting everybody involved before you can think about being tight enough to go and tour. So ah. uh, it's not really been like necessarily a regular thing. Sure. However, we have just recently done a little did, um, yeah. road trip with this amazing, amazing band that we have right now. Like I am, I can't, every day I'm like, oh, my band is so fantastic. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's the best ever. So like, We've just done a little tour. Yeah. Oh, we've done two. Have we done two, two with you? We've done no, two one. with George and George, one with yeah. you since you've been on board, Lockie. Mm. Um, and we, we hope to do another one soon because we're about to start recording an, our very first LP. Cool. So mm. we will record that and then be touring with that. And we hope to be touring with that for at least a good sort of four months or so. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Big ambitions to get overseas. Big ambitions. Mm. It's going to happen, man. It will happen. Absolutely. Where do you want to go overseas? Europe. Yeah, we want to do Europe. We'd like yeah. to do a little um, NZ tour because Jake and I are from um, NZ, Jake the guitarist. Um, sure. And it sort of makes sense for us to do a little tour there. We've got a yeah. good backing and then, yeah, we'd really love to do Europe. So that's what oh, we're aiming for at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just talking to the guys uh, from Swedish Pop Factory and they, they played in a band. Uh, they actually relocated. Two of the guys from that band relocated. Um, to the UK for two years oh, and right. they did a whole bunch of shows over there mm. um, and they told us they, they were saying how like in London it's very much like Melbourne there's like 200 venues and when you go and play on a Saturday night it's like trying to get a crowd is very difficult yeah far out you mm. know but they were saying in Italy they're just gagging for music because they don't have as much there they'll just go like especially rock and roll man they are there with bells on you know so yeah I believe it um, yeah it's really interesting the different dynamics over it there is, and like yeah. what, what who 
they've got a really good cover scene in Italy. Yeah. I, um, I did a tour in, in Europe a couple of years ago. Uh, and the band that we played with one night, they were really polished. They were called the Sunny Boys. Funnily enough, they were like a punk cover band, like a Blink-182 Green Day style kind of cover band. Sure. But they were super polished. We turned up, the band I went over there with, um, you know, I was just hired for the two. I was like, hired, like, you know, I knew them. They needed me to come along. <laughs> yeah. As a, as a ghost. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, when, when we were over there, this band played with us and they were super polished and they finished up and, like, you know, we just went, fuck, who booked this cover band to play? That, you know, they were perfect. And yeah. Th- that, that's their whole life. They tour all around Europe, all like, year round. And that was, that tour was five years ago or something, six years. Wow. And they're still doing it. Like, I saw a post on Facebook today and they just, like, you know, got to the back of the, the back end of their tour and they just start again. Oh, my God. That's uh, their full-time gig. Full-time gig, man. They, they were sparkies or something. Holy um, Classic, like, youthful Italians, like, just handsome as fuck, look ageless. <laughs> you know, I was like, how old are you guys? Like, they're like, oh, you know, we're late 30s. I'm like, you look like you're about 18 years old. Wow. Like, fuck, you know. That's let's, amazing. Let's go to Italy. Oh, man, yeah, but, like, they've, they've got <laughs> yeah. it. Like, you know, he said, there's just such a demand for live music, and they love tribute bands and cover bands. They just love it. Yeah, they fucking love it. So, like, you know, when you're good at it, they just, you know, it's just different... Just a different look at it, you know, like... Wow. Yeah. Because I have done a, a Pearl Jam tribute show, um, pretty... I mean, not to toot my own to- horn, but pretty successfully over the last okay. couple of years. Um, because we saw... I saw... noticed that the, the first record was 25 years... It was the 25th anniversary of the, of the first album, 10. Yeah. I love that album. Anyone okay. in my generation, they just... You know, that's the soundtrack to their, you know, 1993 or 92 <laughs> or whenever it was. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we sold out the Cherry twice, you know. Okay. They put us up at a, um, another venue. Oh, man, I can't remember what it was. But I'm thinking, man, I would love to take that to the Italy or something. Oh, they'd love it, man. Because they would it. just eat it up. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, my goodness. Maybe one day. Oh, man. When, the, when my it. twins are a little bit older and I, I'm not yeah. <laughs> I'm not stuck in Melbourne because the kids are only four and a half and I, I can't leave town. Twin twin little boys? Twin girls. Twin girls. I've got a little girl, too. My heart goes out to you, brother. She's oh. three. They're beautiful. Yeah, man. I bet Crazy. So, it, just the one child? Just the one so far, yeah. So far? Are you yeah. planning on having another one? Well, she was a surprise. So we're a very welcomed one, but... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My partner and I have been together for like 10 years, but, you know, like... Yeah. We'll have more, but yeah. It's, you know, one can be enough, man. Okay. <laughs> oh, dude. I was... <laughs> this is sound terrible. <laughs> but my wife told me this... She saw this meme the other day. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> They're all fucked, aren't they, now? I know. It was, well, especially parents. They'll, they'll enjoy this one. It was like, how do you tell... Your twins, that one of them was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, fuck. It is so poignant because <laughs> when when you go to start a family, you don't think you're going to have two straight away. No, nah, man. You just think, oh, we'll have one kid and see how that goes. Oh, yeah. Boom, straight in the deep end. And you're there. That's it. <laughs> Millie, do you have any, any family or anything? You've got a, a, a partner? Yes. Uh, Jake, the guitarist, is my husband. Oh, right yeah, on. In wow. In the yeah, band, yeah. In the band. Um, we don't have kids. No, not yet. Uh, well, look, you have. You don't really have like well, four look, children in the look, band. We've got, <laughs> right, you've got other people. <laughs> we've got four band after. members. We've got a dog and two chickens, Chilly. and that's enough for us. Right yeah, now. right on, man. Also, You're with that. I, I teach. I teach early learning like every day, so um, right. I have my fill of up to six-year-olds. Yeah, one, one to six-year-olds. So, what is your day gig? If you're just touching on it, then like, is it a, a school or? Uh, no, I have a small business teaching music and storytelling for early learning. Oh wow! What's mm. the what's it called? Do you want to promote it on the show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called Haiti Ho Music. Yeah, right on. And that um, <laughs> takes up your your days, and then at night you get to do the rock and roll thing, yeah, eh? Yeah, it's nice to have a balance. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. 
And you were saying you were also in the education sector, Lock. Yes, I actually run my own business too. My small, I'm a small business. Yeah. I don't actually have an official business name. It's just Lachlan Bruce. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I teach. It's a good business name. We do it's that. a very stern name. I got told uh, serial killers all have three first names, and my middle name is Keith. <laughs> and I was like, I'm very defiant to the end that Bruce is a last name, but uh, apparently it's. Who would call a kid Bruce anyway? Oh, that's oh, a kid. I know. Joke, sorry. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I'm apparently a serial killer. I'm not, though. I mean, what, like, what is that? Like, so if. Like, if you're a serial killer, then you've got a first name and... Like, you've got... You don't actually have... What is his name? I'm not uh, up to date with... Uh, or very into serial I killers. I don't, I don't Jeffrey, really pay attention to... Oh, that Manson Dumber. guy. But Manson is, is, is a last like, name. I think ten, ten, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Who the fuck told me that? Yeah, that's Who? stupid. They're they all nice. have a last name. Yeah. They don't have fuck a first name as a last name. You know what? That motherfucker's name they was Dean. Fuck Dean. Right? <laughs> that was fuck fucking Dean. Was, fuck was, you, was, Dean. It was his fucking ex-wife. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there you but, go. Yeah, man. no, I, I, uh, I teach little kids. Uh, there you the, go. I'm the, uh, the character at the primary school that, you know, I'm the, uh, what do you call it, the alternative adult that, uh, yeah, is, inter- right. that is interested in these children other than the, some of the teachers that are just fucking... Switch yeah, right off, man. right. Yeah, big well, time. This is the first podcast that I've sat down with three, because edu- I'm an educator as oh, well. Oh, right on, oh, man. Really? What yeah. Do you teach? Uh, I t- teach music, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, vet music. I've taught music since uh, 2007. Right on, brother. In, in, a, in a school. But before that, I was a singing teacher. Like, as I was getting my qualifications, yeah, right I would on. teach singing, you know, um, one-on-one and, and stuff like that. So, uh, it's great to talk to uh, fellow, fellow <laughs> educators. Did you, uh, yeah, did you do, um, when you, that's how I fell into my gig, man. Like, I, yeah. Um, I was just, yeah, funnily enough, you got a similar timeline with the kids. Yeah. I was just teaching in a primary school. You know, I was doing my degree, finished my degree, like first out of, like first year out of uni. Yeah. And then we had a kid. And I went, all right, I need to make my money. So right. I, I just went, what am I already doing? <laughs> How can I make my money out of what I'm doing? And I mean, you know. But you're passionate about it too. I, I mean, love it, man. I fucking, I do love it. You know, yeah. I do love it. There's a, uh, I mean, I don't, you know. There's yeah. a reason you go into education when it comes to the arts. I think, like, yeah, totally. The, the arts and education is is the most like poignant most life-changing sort of experiences that I can think of when it comes yeah. to my education like the people who taught me music and storytelling and drama and yoga and self-expression and things mm. like that like that's you had all positive experiences with your art and music teachers absolutely oh, it wow. was with the other teachers which is probably why I never went down the academic track <laughs> wow that's <laughs> amazing <laughs> because yeah. I actually had the opposite experience oh, like, wow. I, I wasn't really uh connecting with my music teachers at school yeah, right. I love the musical mm. the music I was in the musical every year and mm. I was so blessed that the school that I went to had a musical and so I had that outlet but we had no drama class Fuck. Mm. you know so any acting or anything like that that I wanted to do was always you know just six months out of the year um, you know for the musical so um, when I went into the education sector as a, as a music teacher it was more um, yeah like I I really wanted to do it, even though I didn't have like the best experience of it, you know, as as myself. But having said that, my mum's yeah. a guitar teacher, oh, man, so right. it's kind of in my blood, you know, to <laughs> to teach, you know. Um, hey, listen, can you guys tell me your best gig? Yeah, it could have been another band, could be this band, but like into the recesses of your mind, like, oh man, that show was out of control. Well, they, these gigs we've been doing lately have been fucking really good. Yeah. We've had some really, really good gigs lately. We've had a good run. Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, we've been playing a lot. So like, in terms of yeah. our tour, we've been doing like a big Melbourne tour. Fuck, we've been playing a, like you go to every week. But the last couple have been really good. We played a really good one. For this, you know, uh, the best gig of the last couple of months, I would yes. say, would be either the Grace Darling of the week. 
mm. was really good. That was back fu- pocket. Yeah, that was that would be good, and mm. that was fucking packed. Mm. Um, good new band. Grace Darling, is that still going? That venue? Yeah, yeah upstairs. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it was shoulder to shoulder. Like I've never yeah. seen oh. that busy. That, I mean, they, yeah, we all did a lot of effort promoting it, but that was so you know, the they're, energy they're was great. They're a fresh new band that were headlining. Um, oh, wow. back, back pocket, worth checking out. Yeah, it's cool. Amazing. Yeah. But probably that, probably that gig, I'd say, off the top of my head, that was. It was really good. Was we, had a, we had a good one the week before too, or that other week. I was like the Frankies. I really oh, liked fuck, that Frankies, Frankies really gig good, that, yeah. we, that we filmed. We made Up in a, Sydney? Yeah. We, yes. ma- we did a video clip filming. We had this um, videographer come on this road trip with us. And then we had a we had a what seven seater was this what, seven three, seater six, with like eight people in there seven seater with eight people and, and, an organ and like case. all of our Fuck. music gear and this like <laughs> Tarago fucking oh, man. you drove that from Melbourne up to Sydney yeah, dude and dude it, and then and we arrived at Sydney like the evening that we un like loaded in and, and Millie and, and I had a gig the night before oh. too oh yeah and we played a gig Sherry the night Bar, before we got fucked up and we were still shit faced in the morning like, we were so we oh, were getting into sad. it on the way up there man. See, that, that <laughs> was a that was a memorable night that was fun times and Frankie's is so much so yeah. much yeah. fun yeah we've had some crazy ones in Melbourne like I don't know when you say what's the best gig like like I say like I've been playing with this band for like six and a half almost seven years sure so there's so many incredible Incredible nights. I just some of the best gigs are the ones where like ten people show up. Yes, and you have this opportunity to just kind of like hone your sound. Like you get really good sound. You get a chance to sound check really well. Yeah, you can hear everything. And those ten people that are in the room mm. who've come out on that like random Wednesday rainy night. Yeah, yeah. Because you happen to be playing a gig that night are so there to see you and hear your new tracks. Yeah, and it's such good vibes, and you can play like the best show you've ever played to those yeah, ten man. people. <laughs> like 100%. those are the ones I I, I usually really love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of no, I, the meaning 100%, of it. 100% agree, man. Like, uh, I think I actually have mentioned this on a, a past podcast, but um, I'm not sure the listenership is really that high. So I think I probably <laughs> could tell the fucking story again. <laughs> I want to fucking hear it again. Yeah, I'm going to be subscribing now. <laughs> right. Please do. I, I, will, I need man, I those listens, man. <laughs> um, and that was I uh, was playing at the Cornish Arms uh, and I was not in the mood to play music that night I was just in a shitty mood they happen man you know they do yeah I, I had my acoustic guitar um, and at the time it was yeah, I was just doing acoustic gigs with the band because I don't think we had a drummer at that point and um, I plug it in DI and I listened to the fallback coming out at me and then I checked my, my microphone and I, and I listened to that fallback and it's Amazing! Oh wow! It was crystal clear. It was like the best fallback ever. Fuck yeah! And so just that one thing. I mean, there was like maybe ten people in the crowd, like you said, like fucking no one. Mm. But just that one thing completely lifted my complete like emotional state. Mm. And in my mind, I've never played a better gig. Yeah. Fuck yeah! <laughs> like you know I, what I mean? I, yeah, right. I understand. Yeah, yeah. That. You never yeah. know, man. Like fallback. Like maybe the fallback tonight will be amazing, and I'll have a good show. I don't know, but <laughs> oh man, it's funny. Well, Chris, I've tuned the fallback too. It's nice and crisp, oh, man. Good. You know, like when the fallback's nice. The guy doing sounds nice. Doing a good job. Oh, right on. Yeah. So. But yeah, tune fallback is nice and sweet, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any funny stories from the road? Like, did anyone like eat anything weird in that Tarago van up to Sydney? Or, ah, <laughs> oh, man, I just got really fucking high. Oh my god, the funniest! <laughs> I think the, the funniest thing is is um, George, our bassist, and Lachlan here, our keys player. So um, there's two couples. So we're made up of six members, and there's two couples. So Jake and I, the guitarist, and myself are a couple. And yeah. the drummer and the backing singer Tess and Lyle, they're a couple. Wow. And so George and Lyle and Lockie kind of become a couple because we kind of call <laughs> by them default. couples by default. Yeah, so, mates. So like the, oh geez, the, the, back. the return journey from that particular Sydney gig was hilarious because we were all so hungover. Fuck yeah. But Lockie and George sat in the back seat. 
and there's like this seven-seater Tarago, yeah, sat in the back seat and literally talked for like two hours? Oh, yeah, man. Maybe over two hours, like non-stop. Yeah. And both of them are very articulate and very like intelligent guys. Sure. So the conversation it's went from like... Went from different strands of marijuana to <laughs> yeah. to like um, to like cultural differences in Australia, like cultural you know problems in Australia to fucking I don't know to teaching yeah, to haircuts to I don't know like it was it was we actually named it the Lockie and George podcast because all of us in the front from the next two rows up we just sat yeah. silently for like two hours listening to these guys talk having a chat it was amazing in, in and out answer. of consciousness because you were, you were that fucked well, up from the night yeah. before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how they talked that long oh man oh man that's great <laughs> And how do you guys come up with uh, with your tunes? Like, is is one person come in say, "Hey, here's the track. This is how it goes," like Bon Jovi style, or like, do you guys all? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I wish, man. I wish we had someone like the band. I was like, "Yeah, I'm right." You the go to the middle eight, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm writing all the fucking songs in this band. You're playing the fucking keys. You're singing, but I write Just all the fucking it. songs. <laughs> like, uh, have you seen that movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> Fucking movies, man! I love that movie, especially when he when he he leaves his first band before he gets hired by you know uh, uh, Steel Dragon. This is my (laughs) mic stand. I'm taking it. These are my leads. He's like like a little kid. Oh, he's like see the see the PA you bought with him. You hear the voice you bought with him? Yeah. (laughs) Like oh, fucking Cole. Yeah, I love it now. I love that fucking that movie. That movie is so good. I love it now. Not enough fucking musos know that movie. Oh, it's so true. It is such a good movie. That's about Judas Priest, man. It's pretty fucking, it's pretty good. Like, it's, what, it's what, what? It's like loosely based on um, Judas Priest. So really? When, when Rob Halford left, they had somebody fill in. Yeah. Been, fuck, I'd never looked into this, so this is my understanding of it. When Rob Halford left for a while, they had a middle period. No, it's, yeah, it's Judas Priest and Iron Maiden that's about it. I'm almost positive, yeah. Yeah, well, because they actually have some of those members in, in, the, in the movie, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it's about... And that, that fucking band in that movie is so good, mm. man. It's like, you know, Zach Wilde, Jason Bonham. It's like classy. If you like any kind of 80s rock or metal, man. Yeah, those no. guys are out of control. Stand up and shout. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that fucking oh, cover, man. man. <laughs> Can you imagine belting that tune? None of the guys in my band are like movie guy, like oh, me. Fuck. I love movies. Like, I'll go, have you ever seen the movie? Nah. <laughs> oh man, I'll do it any day of the fucking week. Dude, let's I, do it. I'm Next time it. we're on the fucking bill together, right? I'll okay, you, I will learn it. You guys get it down. I will get out Fuck and belt yeah. fucking. We'll do stand up and shout or like um, stand up and shout. Had that ballad. There was a ballad on there. Oh Jesus, man. Oh yeah, go. yeah. The one that he fucks up. And he's like, can I, can I just yeah, do that yeah. again? And then, then he hits it. And then they all like in the in the booth. They're all yeah. like shaking their head. Like, yeah, oh, this guy's got it. It makes my stomach churn. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it's got everything. And then, like, I love how we're nerding out about oh, this. Man, At the end good. of the movie, he's turned into, like, grunge guys, like, wearing, like, the grungy fucking Classic. jumper, and he's got the grunge haircut, and, you Playing know. at a cafe with his mates and his feelings and shit. Yeah, Jennifer yeah. Aniston shows up, and oh. she's fucking, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take you back now. After all those people that you fucked on the road, yeah. I'm like, yeah, like, it's all good. I'm like, Jesus Christ. We were meant to meet in Seattle. This is Seattle. Everybody like, wins. What? But yes, so I wish good. we had that classic, like, you know, yeah. I worked really hard on these demos. Like, yeah, that's yeah really no, good. you we don't did, have that guy. Nah. It's, uh, it's very much a culminative effort for, for the band. Yeah, well, Jake and Millie do a lot of the writing. A lot of the songs are oh. Jake and Millie's, but yeah. our drummer writes a couple we of our have, songs as well. We have done, but Lyle, Lyle's definitely, yeah, me and Jake and Lyle probably do the, write the most mm. at the moment, and yeah. Lyle's been our drummer. Um, he's been writing the most recently. Mm. Um, I write all the melody and lyric, and... We we all it's pretty collaborative. Like nice. someone will come up with a bass idea, 
in a recording or an yeah. idea in rehearsal and bring it to the group and then we'll all jam on that until everything kind of fits. Right. I think nice. it's pretty collaborative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nice one, man. Cool. Well, we're kind of winding down here, but before we go, um, I'd like to ask you guys one more thing, and that is, um, uh, have you got like a current release that you guys are, are promoting at the moment that you'd like to talk we do about? Actually, yeah. We just did a film clip for our single King Bait. Yeah, actually, it's actually we did the film clip on uh, road trip the tour we did up to Sydney. The road trip we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, nice one. Yeah. yeah, so we did that. Um, that come out a couple of weeks ago. No, actually longer than that. About More a like a month, month ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. Most recent release. King mm. Bait. King yeah, Bait. King Bait. Yeah. B A I T. Yep. Like bait on a hook. Mm. Correct. Yeah, right on. And so we can find that on on the YouTube. You can yep. find that on all the things. All YouTube. the things. Yeah. All the st- all the uh, all the platforms. And and Winter Moon, you guys have you know the the, the Instagram, the Facebook, uh, the SoundCloud, the Snapchat, yep. the, you know, oh, man. all of it. You name it. So our listeners can find you quite easily. Oh, that's good. Well, if thanks. They want to. Oh, hundred percent. Continually do it, man. confused Come on. with Come on, that. Come on, man. We need this. What's that death metal? Is oh it man, the German like death metal. metal. There is like no, they're like there's like this. There's a Winter Moon out there that comes oh. on, and they're like. Um, Really, really black metal. Like, they might be Swedish, and like they're from the fjords somewhere. Like you know, wow. like, they're real uh, black metal. I should say, you know, um, not that I'm some kind of expert, but yeah. If you listen to us on Spotify, once all the songs time out, it just goes straight into like real black metal. Oh, oh wow! It's, it's worth doing it even for the contrast. Like, yeah. Sure, <laughs> the other amazing. winter moon. Yeah, man. far out. Spotify's funny like that, isn't oh, it? Yeah, man. I tried to just listen to an album on on Spotify, and it just fucking shuffled on me. Fuck you can't just listen to like one track and then the next track, then the next yeah, track. Yeah, yeah. It just goes random, and you're like, oh, this sucks. I have to listen to a Thanks, playlist now. Spotify. Thanks, Spotify. Yeah, Motherfuckers. <laughs> Just get one more fuck in there before. Yeah, <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Well, look, um, thanks so much for joining us on the Art of Touring. And um, yeah, everybody, get out there, check out the uh, video clip for Ki- King Bait. King Bait. And um, yeah, follow these guys on uh, on the Instagrams. You. Well, thanks for having us, dude. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers. See ya. And that's all this week. There you go. Thanks for listening. If you liked the podcast, give it a share on social media. Use that hashtag, Art of Touring Podcast, on Instagram. And give us a follow at Art of Touring. Also, go check out my band, Smokestack Rhino, who are featured in this podcast every single week. Our opening and closing theme is a song called Screwdriver Girls. You can check the whole song out on iTunes, even the video clip on YouTube if you want. Uh, you can follow the band on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Twitter, even our very own website, www.smokestackrhino.com. To keep up to date with our gigs, though, give us a like on Facebook, where all of our touring dates will be updated as soon as they come in. If you'd like to get in contact with the SizDog, uh, then please email me directly, artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you're a muso, a DJ, a, a juggler, and you tour the world doing your thing. Hit me up. I would love to hear from you and share some of those stories from the road. You can listen to Art of Touring on Wooshka, and you can download it on iTunes or on the new Google Podcasts app. If you have enjoyed this episode or previous episodes of the podcast, please take a moment to give the podcast a rating within the podcast app on your phone. Get out your phone, write a short review, leave five stars, and uh, there's your good deed for the day. 
That's all for this week. Before I go, I have a few shout-outs. Shout-out, as always, to the mighty Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelled W-A-H-L. And I encourage you to do so. His artwork is out of control. Big thanks to my guest this week, Winter Moon. If you'd like to catch the band live, be sure to give them a follow on their Instagram or their Facebook pages. Now let's get into some plugs. My band, Smokestack Rhino, are playing a show at the Snow at the Man Hotel in Falls Creek on Friday the 31st of August. Then in September, we're heading up to sunny Queensland to play the Mitchell Creek Rock and Blues Festival on Sunday the 23rd. Then on the 27th of September, we'll be back at Frankie's Pizza by the Slice in Sydney. Can't wait to be back there. And then finishing that run of shows with the Longview Farm Party on Saturday the 29th. Go to our Facebook page to see all of our upcoming dates. You can download our debut album from iTunes or go to our Bandcamp page to purchase a physical copy of that album or grab a t-shirt. We've got purple shirts, black shirts, white shirts, um, shirts uh, that uh, feature rhinos, shirts that feature amazing artwork. Check it out and... uh, We'll see you at a show wearing one of those shirts. That would be rad. That's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of Art of Turing with a Sizz Dog. Ow, ow, ow. Remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by Jack Rabbit Slims, where you can grab a Derwood Kirby burger. Bloody. Thanks, Millie. <laughs> so is it, it, uh, was, what was your name? Lachlan. Lachlan. And, and you play the... Keys in the, the organ. The keys. Yes, yes. Lachlan plays the keys. And we have Millie with the, with the vocals. That's me. With the vocals. Yeah. I, I saw you um, uh, playing, singing through one of those old school mics tonight. Yeah, it's kind of, well, I mean, it's kind of a fake old school. <laughs> no, I mean, but it's a, well, it's, no, it is. is it a sure one or? It's a sure 55 Deluxe, but it, I mean, it's it's aesthetically based off of like an old ribbon mic, but it's essentially a 58. It's yeah. It's got 58 capsules in it. Okay, there you so go. It's, which is good because it means it's easy to mix and um, uh, it's quite directional, but other than that, it's like pretty easy. And nice. It just has like quite... A nice little vintage like undertone to it, which right. I think suits our sound. Yeah, no, it does, man. It sounded yeah. great. Plus, it looks cool.